Hey guys, happy hump day, happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. As you can hear, I am with my littles and Arlie is uh, so loud today. Uh, so I uh, hope you um, get a little chuckle out of her noises. She is just trying to say everything now. It's hysterical. Um, but uh, today I have such an amazing guest. I have Joel Brown, and you guys, he is amazing. He is a motivational speaker. He's a master coach. He's a ninja of the unconsciousness. He's a coach. We had such an inspiring conversation, so uplifting. I think so needed in these times. He really dove into the spiritual side of things. It got really, really interesting, and I loved everything he shared. So I hope you guys find this inspiring, empowering, motivating, all the things, especially now that we all need. Um, and if you do love this, please make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You're subscribed to everything with Ali Levine. <laughs> you are screenshotting this and tagging everything with Ali Levine and Ali Levine Design on Instagram. Tag Joel. He'll reshare it. We love to reshare the love. Make sure if you haven't already, please leave a five-star review. It helps the show so much. We're almost at I think 350 reviews now, which is so exciting. I'm going for the 500 by the end of 2021. I know we can do it. So let's make it happen. Leave a review. Let us know who you loved on the show, what you love about the show, anything that'll help someone else find it and know what this is all about. My new project I told you guys about is coming soon. But without further ado, here is Joel. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Bye. This is Everything with Ali Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Ali Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Ali interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hey everyone, welcome back to Everything with Ali Levine. You guys, I have such an incredible guest with me. We've been trying to make this happen for a hot minute. I've met him on social, was absolutely blown away by his resume, all he's doing. And honestly, the biggest part of him speaking truth and who he is and how he is all about empowerment and helping transform people's lives in the best way possible. I have the incredible Joel Brown. I'm afraid I bring Joel on. I want to tell you guys a little bit about him. He's got quite the resume, but I'm going to let him share more about that. He's known for being a master transformational coach and speaker, the founder of the number one motivation website, addictedtosuccess.com, which has achieved over 326 million views worldwide over the last seven years. I mean, no big deal, guys. And Joel is featured in the new hit movie, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and the We Rise Up movie with Richard Branson and the Dalai Lama. And you guys, he's like studied theology and human behavior and, you know, has his own podcast, Addicted to Success, and has worked with like amazing names like, you know, Matthew McConaughey and Deepak Chokra and so many more. But I would rather get into him sharing his journey and who he is. So Joel, welcome to my show. Ali, thanks a million for having me. I appreciate you. Yes, oh my gosh, I appreciate you. I, I honestly am very inspired from following you on social. I'm so glad we got to connect. I found you from my dear friend, Amberly. Um, she shared me your profile and I, I, she's one of my close, close friends. I love her and anyone she ever shares with me. I think they're always amazing. I'm never surprised. And I <laughs> felt the same about you. And I would love for you to share, you know, a little bit about your journey. You obviously have so many incredible accolades, but like, 
let's dive in a little bit and tell us kind of how you got here, why this is such a passion and, you know, part of your purpose. And then we'll kind of just get into all things in the world now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'll start here. It was 12 years ago, I was working in, <laughs> in the deserts of Western Australia, catching snakes and lizards and kangaroos. Uh, it sounds very random and very weird. Uh, but it's, you know, it's what I decided to commit to for a year to be able to invest in my dream. You know, so I was working, wow, 12 hour days, uh, 40 days straight. I'd only have a few days off and then I'd have to go back to work. You know, the money was good. It was above six figures for that year. And, you know, for somebody that came from corporate that was maxing it, you know, 60 to 70K, it was a good jump. It was a good jump to be able to invest in my, in my dream, which was to build out my website, addictedtosuccess.com. And I wrote out a vision at that point where I casted a 10-year vision of building a movement, an online community around self-development and bettering ourselves in lives and creating a life of freedom, right? Creating autonomy and sovereignty within our own life and not being a victim of the world, but actually carving our own path. So, you know, what you hear me speaking about today, the principles still apply. It's just that I'm using different platforms and different mediums in order to be able to support people in that space. And, you know, I wrote down in my 10-year vision, I remember writing down, I was going to be speaking on stages with people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone and uh, producing content that would reach the masses. And, you know, I did all these things. I had the freedom. I, I traveled, man, I've traveled damn near a third of the world. You know, so I've had a lot of the fruits and the varieties of life. I've had the material and the fancy houses and the cars and, you know, the red carpet events and rub shoulders with Tony Robbins and all these amazing people you mentioned uh, in documentaries and films. But to be honest, the thing that really warms my heart is raising leaders, you know, working with leaders. And, and I can't do this by myself. I have a very big mission. My, my vision is huge. And to have the impact that I desire for humanity and for those that desire to step into it too, in that growth, it can't just be done by me. So I love coaching coaches. I love teaching coaches how to actually legitimately get transformational results. Not, you know, like, oh, I read a book and I feel excited now. And that's great because it's a great place to start, you know, in a book and an event or some videos. But there's an art and a craft to coaching. And it's no good if we have cognitive understanding and the knowledge people can parrot that stuff all the time you see it all the time on social media but to actually dig deeper and look at why am i procrastinating you know why am i blocked when it comes to making money why do i feel like i can't approach that guy or that girl that i'm really into what is it about me why do i keep telling myself i'm not good enough why do i get triggered when my partner does this why can I just for the life of me, no matter how much money I make, how come I can't invest it, right? So all these questions I love really tackling with everyone one-on-one and, and, and in group scenarios and in workshops. And a lot of what I do is I work with entrepreneurs, mostly entrepreneurs, coaches, speakers, authors. I'm revealing what they don't know that they don't know. <laughs> so it's the unconscious patterns. It's the shadow work. It's the inner child work. It's the trauma, it's the wounds. It's the things that have got them overcompensating, trying to be a boss chick or a ball and dude with a Lamborghini, but then they cry themselves to sleep at night. 
you know, it's the stuff that's happening under the surface and, and it's emotion driven and they don't know why, but it's exhausting them and they feel lost and unfulfilled. Wow. Well, that's why I do this. I love it. And I, what I love, I mean, there was so much gold there, but first off, I love that you spoke to, you know, you've rubbed shoulders, you know, you've done the red carpets, you've done all that because I can heavily relate to that in the celebrity styling world and my clients getting best dressed and, you know, all these yeah. different, you know, accolades and same, like, it's like a back then the ego, like that was definitely being fed and it was like, oh yes, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And now it's shifted so much where I'm like, I don't, those, those things don't resonate anymore. I don't, I don't care about yeah. those things. Um, and yeah. I love that you spoke to that, you know, because someone like you who does have all these amazing accolades and incredible following and what you built, you know, I think it's so important for so many, especially now to hear that shift within you and to hear that, like you even have had that moment and you're like, this has always been my purpose, but I'm not, I'm now like even more sure of my purpose and what I'm doing and what I'm yeah. working on with this, you know, master coaching. And I love that you also spoke to the shadow work and the inner child and the unconscious. Can you, I mean, that could be obviously a whole nother episode, but could you dive a little bit into that and like what that looks like to you for those that maybe don't, you know, I obviously do, but like others that might not know exactly what that means. Yeah, for sure. Well, like, here's what I want to say to anyone that's listening right now. When you hear the accolades and the experiences and the things that Ali has been able to experience in her life and what I have, your dreams are closer than you think. Creating a strategy and just committing to it and just showing up, it's unsexy, it's uncool, it's swinging the axe at the tree each and every day until that tree falls down. It eventually happens right? But it's not about the outer, like so many people are so motivation driven. And as much as I've been awarded as, you know, top motivation website and motivation, it's not what I go for. It's inspiration. It's when you're in spirit lit from within. But the truth is, if that my intention could be coming from a place of wanting to create, but if my feelings and emotions that is coming from the unconscious is keeping me in fear, shame, guilt, anger, apathy, this anxiety then it's no good right you can have all the fancy things on the outside and a lot of people think that those things are going to fix how they feel on the inside and you know it's easy for someone to say that once you climb the mountain and you know that mountain never stops by the way there's more mountains uh they say new levels new devils right but what i what i desire more than anything was i remember when i left my (laughs) left my job and i well my eight in the morning till eight. It wasn't even nine to five. It was more intense than that. It was, uh, yes, actually six till six. It was intense. But I remember cutting a deal with myself and saying, once I reached the income of my passion, which was addicted to success, once I reached the income of 70% in comparison to the job that I was in, I'm going to go in and tell my pain in the ass boss is costing me too much to be here. Mm. And I did. I told him that. And then I left. And I remember Ali sitting in my car, driving down the freeway after I caught a flight back to, to my city, in Perth, in Western Australia. I was driving along the freeway and I was just, I felt this classic feeling of freedom. I was like, yes, freedom. Freedom yeah. from the bonds of working for somebody else in a structure that I may not necessarily always agree with and, and clocking in and out. And, you know, I woke up with this no alarm clock smile from then on, you know, I was just waking up like I don't need to wake up for anything I can choose when I wake up. So my health started to improve. You know, I wasn't stressed as much. So I became more creative. And so these are byproducts of having that freedom. But what I realized was, you know, I wanted to travel. I traveled the world, went to the fanciest places and did all the wine and dine and all this other stuff. And I got to a point where I'm like, I like all this, but where I feel most alive is when I create. 
And when I had the freedom to create, that was the game changer. I was like, wow, freedom to create, freedom to spend time with God, with no one, no one interrupting, freedom to be able to pick and choose the clients that I desire to work with, uh, freedom to choose who I want to jump on an interview with, right? Freedom to choose which country I'm going to live in. All these layers of freedom that were now accessible, which by the way, is always there. It's the lack of structure and it's the lack of working through your own stumbling blocks that are in your own way. We're, we're in our way the most, you know, we are our biggest obstacle. So when you work deeper and you actually realize that so much of what you're trying to achieve in life, so much of what's holding you back, so much of how you relate to money, to business, to relationships, uh, to people that may even mistreat you the way that you relate to them is very much so based off your childhood blueprint mm -hmm. you know we, we we choose these mechanisms this way of relating or the way of responding reacting based off how we try and make ourselves feel safe or how we try and make ourselves feel accepted you know when you're first brought into the world you have kids ali right and you know the, the two of the most important things for a child when they're first brought into the world the first thing is that they need to be able to have attachment. They need to be able to, and not like needy attachment, but they need, that they can't do anything else except touch and cry. Yep. In a way of trying to get your attention or to feel into things. That's how they will learn until they can speak. And so what they do is they, they are crying and some parents are told, ah, just leave the kid, just let it like cry, mm -hmm. cry, cry. And it's really terrible advice. So I'm not saying enable a lot of the emotional fits, there is a balance of going, okay, child's crying. Why is it crying? Well, a child doesn't know how to regulate its emotions. So if you leave it trying to regulate its own emotions, it either is going to choose two, one of two responses. Either it gets anxiety, so it has anxious attachment, and it goes, oh my gosh, I don't want to ever be abandoned. Abandoned feels like pain and it feels so unsafe. So then develops throughout life where it's holding still this attachment of anxiousness mm -hmm. and then you have the other the opposing which is the dismissive avoidant tendency where it's like oh i'm left to my own devices so i'm just going to shut off and not do this because that doesn't work and then they become very what people would refer to i hear women say this to me often he's just so emotionally unavailable <laughs> like, how come all, how come all the sexy bad boys emotionally unavailable i'm like well you're probably attracted to them because they're making like, it feels like they're making you work for it. Mm -hmm. It seems like they don't care and all these other things, but deep down inside, there's only a certain amount of depth they can go to until they start feeling unsafe. Right. You know, and it takes a long time to get the, to the core of somebody that has this dismiss dismissiveness because they got this like shell covering them. <clears throat> so this is just relationships I'm talking about. So if we go even deeper and look at parents, right? Actually, I just want to say that the other second thing before I go into that, the second thing that we, we get to have at a young age as a child is we get to be able to express ourselves, that it's safe to be who we are, that we get to be authentically who we are. And one of the big things that I, I coach people on often and even run my coaches through is this work around feeling safe to be in your own skin, coming back to your own God-given original design of who you were meant to be before the system, before society, before... Uh, other people's opinions came and scribbled over the top of your original template. Yeah, I love right? that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, it happens so often. Right now, there's mass confusion on a level that has never been before in history. We have massive amounts of information. I'm surprised our brains don't explode 
Like the amount of data that's getting thrown at us and advertising and propaganda is just off the charts. Uh, so a lot of people are confused on how to show up. But if I'm reminded through the work that I do and reconnecting and showing myself my inner child, that unconscious, that it's safe to be who I am, that I do the healing with my mother, with my father, that I do the healing with my ex-partners, to do the healing with those relationships that I'd fallen out in, I would actually start to understand that it's safe for me to be who I truly am. And this is the level that you see me at with my content I put out. I couldn't give two freaking hoots what people think about me. You know, like it took a lot of work to get there, but I'm seeing, I challenge myself to see beyond what has already been talked about and presented. I like to dig. I love to investigate and reason. I'm open to being ridiculed. I'm open to getting um, feedback. I won't accept when someone attacks the messenger though. When you start calling me an F and this and an F and that and tearing down my beliefs in Jesus and all these other things, it's blocked. You get blocked, right? Mm-hmm. So there's these certain standards I set to maintain and allow myself to be who I am without intoxicating it with the things that I've spent most of my life working through and overcoming. And I think this is where people fall short is they, you know, because they have this people pleaser, like what they want to be loved. They want to be like, yeah. they feel and we're taught to, to people, please. Right. Like we're taught at such a young age, yeah. that like we have to let, you know, like be, get along with everyone and people please and make people happy. And, oh, even if you don't like them just, you know, and it's like, okay, yeah, you can be civil, you can be kind, but the people pleasing, I went through that massively. I mean, with my own family, I had to deprogram myself for that over the last, you know, 10 years of like, I'm no longer that little girl. I love them, but I don't have to always make them happy. Like, yes, some things I do may not make them happy, but they make me happy. So like, so be it. And that was really hard for me. Yeah, it's insane. You know, I work with my clients on 10 layers of trauma. And when I start listing the trauma and going through it and I I get them to respond in either a yes or a no. And usually most of the time it ends with tears. You know, mm-hmm. because it's this realization of how much they actually have experienced trauma in their life. And trauma doesn't necessarily have to be physical trauma, right. Right. sexual abuse. It could come in the form of manipulation. It can come in the form of emotional abuse. It could be in the form of mental abuse. Uh, it, there can be gaslighting that goes on and confusion that's created. And, and then, you know, the child starts to lose itself and doesn't know where the compass is anymore. It doesn't know where, if it's safe to be authentically who they are, they don't even know how to be that because they've never been able to do that. And, you know, we, Tony Robbins says this, we're meaning machines. We may, we want to, we want to make sense of things. So we give everything meaning. And sometimes we don't give it the best meaning, especially as a three-year-old kid or four-year-old kid. Oh, mom yeah, walks in sure. terrible mood and next thing the kid goes oh my gosh that must mean that mom doesn't love me that kid okay. could spend the rest of their life being a people pleaser trying to win the love from from women because it's a representation of mom of the feminine as well in that energy if that's what the energy is and we'll just look at life as i've got to be that sellout and that being self-betrayal in order to be loved and it's it's sad i i mean i did that because my mom had postnatal depression she would hug me with this anxiety and, I, and I'm getting this imprint <clears throat> physically going, oh, well, this means love. This is what love is, is like to feel anxious in a relationship is love. Mm. But it's not. To be centered in a relationship is, is true love. And my dad didn't know how to be around my mom when he was like, when she was like that. So he ended up spending less time around us and leaving and going out. out. He didn't know how to handle it. He never learned how to. Yeah. His father was very emotionally unavailable towards him and he just never really had that love in his life like that. So 
for me to go in and heal that with my mother and my father was was massive i i attracted very different women into my life after that and i was able to see things very evidently in front of me as to what the patterns were and you know more and more freedom starts to come into the space because you're not occupied with things that are keeping you in that old space and this is a testament for anyone that's listening it's like when will this ever end like why do i keep attracting people that are narcissistic or what can i do to do something different and, and bring a different frequency into play to attract different business opportunities or getting over those blocks with your money like it's all connected ali everything is it touching is. everything i know and, and you know when you were speaking to you know there are traumas too it's like you know I realized like, even though I have like the best parents ever and I had such a great like childhood and everything, like what you were speaking to with even the people pleasing and just different things emotionally, like they did the best they could because they were of course programmed and given things that they didn't know that they then passed down, you know, to me without realizing. And I realized that now as an adult, which now I'm really like, conscious parenting and being very aware with you know my daughters which by the way is not easy when you have two little ones who you know are three and 15 months old and you know they're screaming and there's everything and you're like okay but I just have to be conscious like and you know and, and there's moments I slip up of course I'm only human but I work really hard on it you know and when I you know first had my first daughter Amelia I went through heavy postpartum depression and a very traumatic birth and, and most people know that story and that's what for me I think opened up most of my wounds and made me like forced me to do the shadow work of everything else that came up to the surface after having her and then the heavy postpartum depression it was like the universe just put it all right there and it was like you're not going to get out of this until you like go deep and it was deep <laughs> yeah i'd imagine i'd imagine well i mean nelson mandela says it best he says you know you either win or you learn yeah, true. There is no loss. It's either win or you learn which one you're going to choose. And we can only see so much and experience so much. And I think being open to growth, committed to growth is one of the best moves you can ever make. You know, right now, <clears throat> some people could say, you know, my growth has been stifled. Or they could say this is a great opportunity to step up. You know, like I, I just have never grown unless there was some form of resistance that was trying to press up against me you know and so i love my triggers you know i welcome the challenge if i feel off i face it i become accustomed to walking <clears throat> walking towards confrontation you know and not being confrontational but just going in and having those tough conversations because i know that on the back end of it so much comes from it, so much growth Sometimes the truth hurts. It's really hard. I've said I've had to sit and have some really tough conversations, but I know on the back end, there's so much freedom that comes with it. You have so much, so much better sleep at the end of it all, knowing that you showed up in your word and you're integrous to who you really are calling yourself at a higher ground to be. You know, and a lot of people are missing this. And uh yeah, maybe they don't think they're worthy of it yet, but you you get there. It's one piece of the puzzle at a time. Yeah, and I also love that you said that about like, you know, you sleep better, like you feel better. There's, there's real freedom, there's sovereignty, right? It's like you, I think for so long, you know, our programs, our systems, everything around us have taught us like, again, not only the people pleasing, but like the looking outside to everything when all we've needed to do all along is look within and go inward and like love ourselves like massively and unconditionally and spend time with ourselves. And I agree with you like this time, especially, you know, this 
whatever pandemic, whatever you want to call it, this time that has been going on now for almost like two years, you know, it's crazy. But I've had so many people say to me, like, I don't know how you're just doing so much. And you seem like you're thriving during this time. Like I could barely move. And I'm like, look, you can either use this time to evolve and go inward and grow, or you can use this time to allow the external to get you stuck and realize how stuck you are in the external and that you can't move forward because you don't know how to go inward. Yeah. 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 That's it. Well, you know, I, I coach a group of Australians and obviously you've seen what's going on in Australia. It's Horrible. insane. Horrible. Almost becoming like a communist Island. It's, it's nuts. And it breaks my heart, you know, I see it going on, but you know, I, what they started saying in the group was they were saying, you know, I'm in prison here in Sydney or I'm in prison here in Melbourne. And, and I just challenged them to really shift the conversation. Cause I said, look, our words become our worlds. And it's really about looking at like, okay, I can either look at, I'm in my room right now or my small apartment or whatever it may be. And this is the time, if it, this thing's going to play out for 12 months, maybe this is the time that I write a book. And by the end of it, I'm publishing my book, you know, or maybe I'm going to challenge myself to launch two projects or three projects this year, you know, or to launch my group coaching program or my e-com business, whatever it is. It's like, you've got time now. Yeah. No, the world's shifting. Yes. Do I agree with the agenda? No, I don't. <laughs> but if the agenda is winning above me creating, then I've definitely lost myself in the beast system that's trying to absorb me in. And I won't let it do that. It's not taking anything from me. I'm not getting a shot. I'm not playing the game. I'm decentralizing. I'm, I'm not becoming dependent on the system. I think the, the time you do that or the day you do it, that it's it's tough it's like you get knee deep into a space where you're now somebody that essentially has this opening or this vulnerable point where they have leverage over you so for me i'm practicing becoming unattached and i'm becoming very much well versed in where do i invest my money and what programs do i use what platforms do i want to start moving my things to where am i building my communities maybe i'm going to start dispersing and, and using a variety of platforms and, you know, some people are really scared to speak up. And I say to them, well, then maybe you didn't have a proper business because you're, you're scared that it's going to affect your business if you speak on this one platform. Then were you speaking your truth before this anyway? Were you doing that? Or were you playing the game of popularity? You know, so I, I've just seen so many people that have chosen to flourish in this time that are gone from a caterpillar into a butterfly through chrysalis of, you know, a trial and error and trials and tribulations and they've just come out just crushing at such a high level it's this whole situation this pandemic essentially has leveled the playing field like anything's on the table people that used to be considered leaders and influencers and whatever you want to call them some of people are questioning that now they're like well now that i really need support and now that this real thing is going on you're almost like pretending like it's not happening and you keep showing your flashy cars and all these things and, and people don't connect with that anymore people don't connect they don't need fluffy inspirational quotes they need to know that you're feeling what they're feeling and that we're on the same page here and that we're, we're going through something similar. It doesn't have to be the exact same, but something similar and that you're somebody that's willing to speak up and be there side by side with them. That's what people want now. They don't want Absolutely. to hear another Thomas Edison quote or Albert Einstein. We've heard it like 20 million times. They want solutions. What do I do, Joel? What do I do, Ali? Like, what do I do now? How do I launch my business? You know, like what's working for you with your branding and your marketing? Um, what are you going to do to decentralize? Are you investing in crypto? 
does that work? What's happening five years from now? Do you, have you got some information on that? What are their plans, right? Um, why shouldn't I get the shot? Why should I get the shot, right? Like weighing these things up and diving in, guys. This is the time to do it. There are going to be a lot of people that, let's say this thing pans out and it goes like sideways for a bit and then it just starts to kind of pan and whatever you want to call normal. I don't know what to call normal anymore, but let's say things start to open back up. It seems like a good sense of freedom. Things are rolling on and we, we're, the pressure's off. I think a lot of people that have actually gotten really good at going through this time, just like uh, those that were in the army that fought in war that come back and don't know what to do with their life. I think there's going to be a lot of people that won't know what to do with their life. After. They're going to go back to a, probably a very boring, dull world, to be honest, mm -hmm. because a lot of their character is shaped and they start playing at a higher level. So all this can do really is bring you to a higher space, whether you like it or not. And if you don't do anything this time, you might actually come out of it feeling within yourself self like man i didn't really am i proud of myself for stepping like did i really step in i could have stepped in you know so everyone's going through their test right now and it's beautiful no it's, i agree with you completely and i also feel you know we're very much in a spiritual war i tell everyone i speak to and i yeah. feel the veil has very much been lifted and our consciousness has been shifting and for those that are very awake to this and have been shifting and in this you know, we're seeing more and more of these systems at play and these programs and everything that's going on. And we're figuring out, like you said, how to be more sovereign and exit the matrix and say, how do I not depend on these things? How do I use my communities in the best of my ability to be intentional, to help everyone and to help myself, but that I'm not locked into these programs. And, you know, it's interesting when you said about, you know, quote unquote influencers, you know, I was called, you know, the sought out mommy influencer, you know, a few years ago. And I, from, from the day they called me that, I was like, I hate that word. And they're like, well, that's, you know, what, what people are calling you. And I was like, but it's so like ego. And it's just so like, oh yes, I, I influence you to do what, you know? And to me, it's like, no, you should be there to inspire and you should be there to empower and to help others step into their authenticity. You know, I always tell people authenticity is your superpower. You know, everyone has different gifts, different superpowers. If you actually tap into them and allow yourself to. And, you know, I think it's interesting how you said now, like we're starting to really see because of the shifting, because of the changes of consciousness, that when you look at these influencers online, you're like, oh no, you don't resonate with me. And I'm not interested in looking at your flashiness and seeing what you're posting. I want to see the real deal. And in my opinion, I don't think it's going to change. I think it's only going to get more and more where you're going to see these quote unquote influencers kind of fade off. I feel like things are going to kind of cycle out. You're going to see people like yourself and others who, you know, shine more because you're speaking more truth because you're actually tapping into who they are authentically, how they can step into that. And I do believe we are going, when we get out of this storm, I do believe, you know, we are going to a really beautiful, bright world where people will be more in, you know, love and empathy and want to be authentic and show up as themselves as real and raw as possible. Yeah. Yeah, the, the influencer and leader thing is like, you know, I'm, I focus on leadership, whatever influence. I think you can have influence. I think to be influential is a great responsibility and it can't be done through fake it and make it, which is what most right. people do. Uh, it's done through building your certainty because you've worked through your wounds and your traumas and you got out of your own way. It's the only way you organically, naturally become influential, you know? Um, there are a lot of celebrities that people don't care for anymore. You know, they're just like, I'm not, they're not, they're not attractive anymore because they, people can see they've sold themselves out. And it's not just celebrities. It can, it's happening with musicians. It's happening with 
political leaders. It's oh yeah, public figures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people have seen it. It's like, oh, okay, you decided to make that decision. Hmm, maybe our values don't align like they used to. You know, cool, awesome. It's a big filtering process. You know, I believe that the only reason why there's good in this world is because of God. You know, He's got His hand on the world, and absolutely, I think we've come so far from from that centeredness with God. Like, you know, America. God bless America. It's like when you look at what's going on in America, it's so godless, so much of it. And they wonder why there's catastrophe. It happens because society has floated away. You guys are out in the depths. And that doesn't mean you can't come back. He's literally like, come back, come back home, come here. I'm here. Come back to me. And we're all fighting out there in the water instead of just swimming back to God. That's it. Like, that's essentially what it is. We don't have a virus problem, which, by the way, I don't think actually even exists. I think we're a bit. (laughs) massively played it's mass intoxication that's actually happening in covid like symptoms and there's no shedding it's transmission in the biofield of of each body uh and we can talk more about that after but you know i I think that we get to actually start to challenge this what you refer to as the matrix this is something that christ warned us about was you know he overcame the matrix he says i am the way the truth the life no one comes to the father except through me and he carved a path through the matrix to show us the way right he walked in all his perfection this world can get evil the pharisees hated the sadducees the sadducees hated the pharisees they hated rome rome hated them but there was this evil ideology that came together that they hated christ because he spoke radical truth to their face and he threw religion back at them and told them this doesn't work and they hated it and he challenged empire and empire which was rome hated that too he was like a thorn in their side. Oh yeah. But they couldn't call him on anything because he was perfect in his walk and he held people to those standards because he loved them and knew that he could see the potential in them before they even knew it. And evil crucified him on a cross. The word crucifixion means excruciating. It's one of the worst ways to, to die. And he says, in three days, you destroy this temple, but it will be rebuilt in three days. And, and he did, you know, he resurrected and ascended. He spent 40 days there were 500 witnesses all having their accounts in the scriptures. And he, he ascended and said, he'll come back again because empire is going to keep doing what it tries to do. But he says, if you are in me, you overcome this world. Yeah, says, absolutely. I am. He says, I am the peace that surpasses all understanding. Sometimes yeah. we're trying to understand everything about everyone and every, and maybe what we need right now is some peace. I completely agree with you. I, I've been telling my friends that like anyone that are really struggling and they're really kind of asleep and what's going on with the matrix. I'm like, you need to go within, you need to find peace. Like you need to find God. You need to really search within your soul, you know? And yeah. it, you know, when you were talking about all that, I was getting chills, honestly, because that's really kind of why I started exiting out of the Hollywood scene, because I started really seeing how evil it was and how dark and obviously not everyone, but a very, yeah, yeah. you know, big part of it. And um, it was really hard for me. And I, you know, when I got pregnant with my first daughter, I really felt like God was like shaking me. Like I would go to fittings and I would get like chills and I would get weird, weird feelings. I'd never feel them before. And I was like, it can't just be because I'm pregnant. Like it was happening over and over and over again. And I started praying on it and I turned to my publicist and I said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't go to these, you know, people's houses anymore. And I can't show up in these, you know, places. And she was like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't even know. And before I knew it, it was really, I was going through my own awakening. It was like, and then, you know, I, I went through, you know, at the traumatic birth and the postpartum depression. And then that like 
way opening up. And then from doing the shadow work and everything, I was, you know, everything just spiraled and then go forward to having Arlie, my second during the pandemic, pandemic, whatever, having her literally when BLM had the riots outside the hospital. I mean, it was insanity. And I feel like she opened me up in a whole new way because now I'm like wide awake to everything. And it's like, wow, there is, I keep trying to tell people, I'm like, there's so much darkness. There's so much evil in the world right now that people just aren't even seeing. They're just looking at it that aren't awake to this. They're just looking at it like, oh, it's just like another thing, like no big deal. And it's like, no, that like the devil is real. Like God is trying to show yeah. you. And I do believe like the veil has been lifted massively for those that have the eyes to see and the ears to hear and to shift mm. to that Christ consciousness, they can see it. They can yeah. feel it. They know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are spiritually blind um, and it's by their own choice. God's not spiritually blinding people. You know, there's this great delusion that people step into because they choose not to see the light. They choose not to call upon that greater wisdom of God for that discernment. You know, every day I pray, I pray to God, use me as a vessel. Give me great wisdom and discernment. I don't get all this. And, you know, guide me so that I'm not wasting time on things that are meaningless because I'm here on mission with you, you know? And so when I pray this, it happens. It, it seriously happens. I, I get revelations. I connect with the most incredible people. You know, in retrospect, when I look back over even the last month, it's like, wow, these incredible people that are coming to my life in the most randomest situations that are now like side by side running and we're having massive impact because of there. It can only come from God. Yeah, absolutely. It's a divine orchestration. You know, it's, it, it's not from nothing. You know, I know what it's like when, you know, times are good and just plotting along and I'm like, eh, I don't really need God. Like I'm doing my thing and I'm, I know I was in the music industry working with some of the top artists when I was in my early twenties, you know, and you were probably booming at that time in the Hollywood space as well. And, you know, I just, I just remember reaching this point of emptiness because I realized that the higher you climb, the darker the attic gets. It's oh, like, there's yeah. more temptation. There's more uh, selling of the soul. There's more like, Oh, I just do a little bit of this. or you just suck up to that person or just play the game just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I could sense it's like, I don't I, at the time, I didn't fully know, but I knew that other opportunities and other yearnings in my heart started to creep in. And I call it the whispers of wisdom. It's like God was there nudging me like, Joel, it's time now. It's time for the next chapter. And that if you're listening now, maybe that's the bump that you're getting to. It's a little nudge from God, the whisper of wisdom of, hey, get up, get up. Or maybe, hey, come over here, spend time with me. Or, hey, that business you've been thinking about, it's time now. Yeah, Absolutely. I love that. I love that. The whispers. Yeah. It's so true, especially now with everything going on. And like you said, so many stuck, you know, at home, it's like, how can you, you know, serve? How can you, you know, learn? How can you grow? How can you evolve? You know, cause I always tell people, I'm like, if you're not evolving, you're dying, whether you realize it or not, you are. Mm, yep. Yep. That's it. Yep. You, you're on a mission here. You know, there's a difference right at the start. You were talking about people that are trying to play the game uh, for the money and the fame and everything. And, and I tell people, there's a difference between ambition and purpose. Absolutely. Most people in ambition. They're like, I'm ambitious for this because I want the money and I want the things. And, and you can run off that fuel for a long time, but it gets exhausting because it doesn't fulfill you at the end of the day. It's like, it'll fill you for a bit. Your, your tank runs empty. For me, I'm on an infinite tank. I'm on my purpose. I'm here doing what God originally called me to do. And I'm open to him directing me into any other mission. And I think that openness to want to expand more in your purpose gives you life. 
you got something that. here to, that fuels you for a greater future. And whether that means you create a ripple effect with others or you just serve one person that goes out and changes the game, I'm willing to do whatever. Like, I don't care. I want my clients and my coaches to, to outwork and, and crush it even more than me if that's what their calling is to do here on this earth. We've got to be in that space. But that's abundance. You know, a lot of people are in scarcity right now. They're in survival. They're in fear because of this propaganda machine that has ever since the early 1900s and especially after World War II has been plotting and scheming to do, do this master plan, 5D chess plan that we're in right now. You guys are experiencing it. They had a head start, but the collective is waking up. And I've never had this many people messaging me to tell me that they're noticing things, they're seeing things. Same. They're oh my things. God, same. I just got chills. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. It's next yeah. level. Like I've never had, even when I've like, you know, announced, hey guys, you know, I've got my coaching program going. We had to shut off applications. I had overflow. I couldn't, like, I had so many people saying, yes, wanting to jump in. It's never been that flow. And I'm telling you, it's because people feel the real. Yeah. You know, and everyone here gets to be real. Like your real is already there inside of you. You just got to get this stuff out, right? You got to yeah. get it, you work through your trauma, your wounds, do your healing, do whatever you got to do, even if it feels super uncomfortable and get out of your own way so you can get to your real work that you get to do and speak boldly and courageously about it because the world needs that. The world's turned off by fluffy inspiration. They don't want popular anymore. They want truth because things are getting serious and things are getting real. So people mm -hmm. want to feel that, that that frequency of truth operates on such a different level that you can't stop it. It feels a little bit slower, but it's slower because it's more authentic and it doesn't need to scream and try desperately to try and be heard. It just cuts through the BS. Like it's just moving. Oh, and yeah. It's a shit stop. And that's what's happening right now is no matter, like it's almost like this agenda that's playing out, they're shooting themselves in the foot more and more and more each day to a point. One of my friends is going to go get the shot. And he said to me, he's like, I decided not to finally, because he's like, they started silencing Nicki Minaj. And I was like, wait, why are they silencing her? All she said was, you know, do your research. And she shared a personal story of something yep. that someone sent me, sent her. And then he also was like, oh, one of my favorite, you know, guys that I follow, he got censored too, because he spoke up about uh, the statistics. And he's like, but if that was, if, you know, it was false, they wouldn't care. They'd just be That's like, right. whatever. Yeah. So, so like, I didn't even, he didn't even need to really, I mean, he's seen stuff from me, but I, I don't ever really sit and try and convince him. It's just like, I know he's smart enough to work it out. And he's been like, this is why I'm not doing it now. It doesn't add up. And he says, it feels out of integrity for me to go and do something now that I feel within my spirit is off. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what we get to do is we get to be more connected to our spirit to then make a decision that's from right. that place. Like, it's not about being macho or being a boss chick. It's about you standing in your integrity and your authenticity. Like I fought real freaking hard for that and worked my ass off in my healing to get to a place of that. Why would I let somebody come and take that away from me? I love to that. Grab my, to snatch that integrity and, and authenticity and take it away? No, it ain't happening. I'll fight skin, tooth, hair, and nail to not play along with this pandemic, this agenda, this circus show that is just, it's an evil play on humanity. And good's going to come in and win this thing and and whoever is on that side is going to realize they're on the wrong side of history oh yeah 100 i feel the exact same way and i'm honestly like i'm getting like chills sitting here because i've been feeling the same and i've been saying the same to so many and i agree with you so many more are seeing it they are grabbing at straws they are shooting themselves in the foot the more they cover up the more they lie the more they censor the more people are seeing the madness they're seeing the truth they're like wait 
something doesn't yep. add up. Something seems crazy. And, you know, the light, you know, will win. God already, as I tell people, God already won. They're like, oh, God wins. I'm like, no, God, God won. We're just going yeah. through it. We're letting it play yeah. out, you know? And it's true, you know? And it's like, if you can, like what you were saying, continue to be the light, continue to be of higher consciousness, higher vibration, and keep sharing the truth, it is going to cut through the noise, regardless of the haters I know that you get and I get and all the things that come from it. It's going to cut through and you're going to help empower people to be more authentic, to show up as their real raw selves, to be vulnerable, to be empowered, to be in that space instead of feeling like they have to play small because like you said, they're playing the quote unquote popular role, which like anyone knows of me, like I did for so long from, you know, middle school to high school to college to then, you know, once I was in Hollywood playing the popular, I mean, it just on and on, it never ended, you know, and it's like, finally now I have that same sovereignty, you know, took me to go through a very traumatic birth and my own, you know, healing and, you know, trauma. But once I came out of that, it's like, now I look at myself and I'm like, wow, I'm truly sovereign. I don't care what anyone thinks. I am as real and raw as I can be. I love it. I feel I'm fueled by it and I feel good doing it. And I, I agree with you. I think we're going to see more and more do that and feel called to do that. Because I do believe God is shifting those that want to be in this space. He's calling us into his kingdom now. He's not like, wait for it. And then he's like, be the representation of a kingdom citizen. Now you don't need to play in an evil empire because this. You have a look through history, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, they were all evil empires, but they were evil because of what was in the hearts of, of each individual. And there were, you know, agendas at play. And there was this, you know, evil influence that was orchestrating this. It was waging this war on God. This is what it's really about. Like a lot of people think, oh, it's flesh and blood. It's not, it's principalities and powers that are at play. I've experienced the craziest stuff. Like, I was in denial of it for so many years when I went off my path with God and went into all these other things. But when I started seeing people possessed and I started to see oh, yeah. someone that I knew actually commit suicide because they had spiritual torture and they were in this dark new age, really deep down the rabbit hole in things and practices and calling in all sorts of spirits they didn't even know about. It's a dangerous game. And I tell, like from that moment when I witnessed those things and continue to see it and I started to step back more and more, I'm like, there is another dimension that's at play. There's another field and it's happening. And we're foolish if we think that it's just us and we're all, you know, oh, it's just a coincidence. It's like mm, mm -mm. so many planned, mm -hmm. so many things are orchestrated. Things aren't, they don't just happen, they're planned to happen, which is what John F. Kennedy said, which is crazy because something happened to him. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so it just shows you, it's just showing truth expressing itself, cutting through the lies. And I just look at, this big call that we have on our life is that God gave us so much potential. And one day when I cross the great divide and I'm standing before him, I don't want to say, I don't want to hear him say, Joel, I gave you this much with his arms extended out wide. And he said, but you only did this with my thumb and my pointing finger, just so close together. Like I just scratched the fraction of my potential. Mm -hmm. I want him to say, I'm proud of you. You, you crushed it. Like I don't look for my self-worth in anyone except my creator, you know, I've already won. He's won, you know, I've won because he's won. And a lot of people are taught within this societal system that, you know, you get the pats on the back and the accolades if you act a certain way. And I'm just done with that. It's the same with you. Yeah, amen. I'm with space. you. 
that game is exhausting. I don't want any parts of that game. I had somebody keep reaching out, quite a few people. They're like, hey, Joel, do you want to get a verification badge? And I'm like, unless it's, you're naturally just going to give it to me because I deserve it, I'm not going to pay you 20 grand. It used to be like two grand. And I, I, even then I said no, because I'm like, nah, it's all good. I'll get verified at some point. But now it's like 20 grand, 30 grand. 30, and I'm just like, I don't care for it because unless it's naturally come or organically come, I'm not going to be paying. And it's not, not that like, Oh, what if someone finds out? It's what I know within myself that I've gone and paid for it to try and get more significant. For me, it's not about that. Yeah. How about make my content great and connect with people and make it engaging to the point where I don't need a verification badge because people legit want to go and share my stuff and connect with me because they actually like who I am, that you could come along and tear down my profiles on every level. And then I can build from scratch on the ground up, no matter what stadium you put me in, what culture you place me in, no matter what room I walk into that we get to rock it. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I, I feel the same. I'm like, I'm so done with the game of chasing and pretending like, oh, I'm going to do this or yeah, I'm going to, you know, scratch your back. And, you know, it's interesting when you get to that place, right, where you're like, you know what, I don't need any of this. You never did. But for so long, of course, because the systems, the matures, the programs, everything we think we we did. And when you finally break free from that, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't need any of this. I just need myself. I just need to be happy with myself, be truly proud of what I'm doing. You know, and like you said, you know, you are a leading of the creator. So it's like when you know that and you tap into that sovereignty and into that you know, space, it's like, okay, I can do anything because of it. And I will be, you know, successful and I will be not only successful, but purposeful of what I'm doing and what I'm spreading. And, you know, and I think that's why I honestly was drawn to you so much. When I started looking at your content, I was like, I really, honestly, I felt that light and that frequency, you know, when I started looking at your content and was like, oh my gosh, I have to connect with him because I I'm so on the same vibe, you know? So I, I love everything you shared. I know you have a tight schedule, so I know we have to wrap things up here, but yeah, when yeah, you yeah. Talk- when you talked about, you know, the, the darkness and you talked about kind of like, you know, how you stepped away. Cause I did the same, you know, from God and, and went a different path for anyone listening right now, who's maybe in that space, right. What would be like one piece of advice that you would give them to move forward and move back, especially now back to God and back to that light and finding it within themselves to step into that true, authentic self to be able to move to the next level. Cause they will, right. Like once we've seen this in our own lives, once you make that choice, you advance 10 times fold than you would have ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. I love that you ended with this. Um, I can't stand religion. Okay. And it may sound weird coming from someone who loves Jesus. Uh, Religion is an institution created by man. If you have a look and I studied theology, I studied very deeply into all the religions. When we explored it and we tested the belief systems and the frameworks and the structures and the origin, the meaning, the morality, the destiny with all these religions, what we found was every religion, bar the following of actually of Jesus, of the way, every single one of them is about climbing up a mountain through rituals and traditions to win the love of God. Now, if I'm in a relationship with someone, right? Let's say, Ali, you and I are in a relationship. If, I, if you say to me, Joe, I'll love you if you give me gifts, you give me a massage and you take me on a trip every three months for the rest of my life. Maybe the first time I do that, like I'll probably laugh. And then like, maybe the first time I do that is like, Oh yeah, that was cool. But if I did that for the rest of my life, after a while, you won't appreciate it. And then I won't feel like I want to do it, that I'm doing it as a chore and it's not a real relationship. 
right? Absolutely. Now, let's switch it up. Let's say I hold a gun to your head and I say, tell, you, tell me that you love me. Do you think that you're going to say I love you out of love or would you say it out of fear? Because you don't want me to shoot you. Out of fear, of course. Right. So this is what religion does is it says God will be fine and happy with you if you do all these traditions and rituals to win his love. To me, that's narcissistic, psychopathic. It's a dictator. It's an authoritarian that doesn't care about us, care about his own creation. Then if someone says you're going to burn in eternal hell and you're going to be punished and God's watching everything that you do and you're in total judgment, well, that's the same as putting the gun to their head. So, okay, I'm going to be a good person so that I can stay in my goodness with God. So religion has warped and distorted the true understandings of God. God had to go hard on the slaves that had been freed from Egypt because they had a slave-like mentality. So he had to be very stern with them. It's like playing golf. Let's say you smack the ball in golf and the, the, the ball goes on the green. It goes, you know, whatever, couple, you know, couple hundred yards down the line. I don't know how far that is, but I'm trying to speak. <laughs> My husband, uh, like 500, 500 meters that, you know, whatever, if you're listening to this from the other side of the world and it lands, it's like, if you go up to it and you're like, I don't know where this is, you pick it up and make it closer to the hole. That's not how the game is played. You got to meet it where it's at. It's like, I smacked the ball there. So that's where I'm going to meet it. So God did the same with the Israelites that free, were freed from Egypt. He laid the Ten Commandments down. He went real. He had to go real hard. They were like a bunch of spoiled little kids in a sandpit that were literally, they were killing each other over the craziest stuff. They didn't like something. So they just stab and kill each other. The women were washing their babies in camel urine. Like God was just like, what are you doing? You need to get your life together, you know? So sometimes what religion does, is they'll grab the older mentality and the older ways of, of God co-creating with man. And we'll go, this is how we are today, right? Whereas Christ comes along God incarnate, emanating everything of God's true character to come down the mountain, to be in relationship to us, to teach us not religion, but relationship and to actually challenge religion and say, this is a broken system and say, he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. He is the ambassador, the representative of the true character of God. And he operates in truth, love and liberty, right? And so that being said, he hung out with prostitutes. He hung out with tax collectors. He, he hung around thieves, you know, and he didn't ridicule, ridicule and judge and shame. He went the hardest on the religious people that were judging and shaming people, you know, and he just kept sharing. He says in Matthew, he says, uh, my purpose, right, reason why I'm here is to spread the good news of the kingdom of God. Oh, interesting. What's the kingdom? The kingdom is a place that we get to have, not just a physical place, but we get to have in our heart and in our mind of living in truth, living in love and living in, living in liberty. That we've come into that place through choice. It hasn't been forced upon us. Satan, which means the, the adversary, Satan, the enemy of our soul, forces, coerces, bribes, deceives, kills, tortures, maims to get his way. It's the same as when Christ after he got baptized by John the Baptist, he went into the desert for 40 days. And, you know, Satan comes and tries to tempt him and says, turn those rocks, in, rocks into bread and eat if you're hungry. And he says, I live on, live on the word of my father uh, alone. I don't need this bread, right? Don't tempt me. And then he gets to the top of this cliff edge and Satan comes up and, and, and says to him, just throw yourself down. Your father will send angels to come and catch you. And save you before your foot strikes the ground. And if you do this, I'll give you all. He kind of paints this visual. I'll give you all the kingdoms of this earth that you can see here. And Christ says, get away from me, Satan. I don't tempt my father, right? 
And it's interesting because we're being told right now, just take the shot and put all these heavy metals and intoxications in your body that lead to, and they don't say this, but lead to neurological disorders that lead to infertility, that lead to inflammation, that lead to a result of cancer, that lead to a whole a result of heart attacks, seizures, strokes, bell palsy, and like hundreds of other things. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you do that, or death, if you, you know, and then when you do this, I'll give you your travels and I'll give you your freedom back. News alert, God already gave us that and we work for that anyway. This, this punk, this unemployed cherub has come and said, take this and put this, this in your body. And he gets to attack God's original design and God's immune system that he instilled within you that's powerful beyond measure. And, and he says, just take this and you get all your stuff back that was already yours for the, for the taking. It's just, can you guys see this? Like spiritually, I'm sure you've woken up to this at some point, right? So what I challenge you to do is revisit the scriptures, but revisit it with this new set of glasses, this new lens you put on and look at Jesus and look at like, how do I get to walk in the standards of how he did? He walked through life with love, with compassion. He loved sharing the truth no matter what. He was hung on the cross for it, right? And he followed through on his word. When he says that I will bodily resurrect, he didn't say spiritually resurrect because you can't measure that. He said, I'll bodily resurrect in three days. And when he did, they knew. That's why this belief of the way boomed. Like even to this day, think of this. A 33, well, by the time he had, was crucified and ascended after he rose, it was 33 and a half years old. Let's say this 30-year-old, that's when he started his mission. A 30-year-old carpenter boy, poor carpenter boy from Nazareth that walked this earth and recruited 12 of the most unlikely people, Right prostitute, uh, tax collector, fisherman, and did what he said he was going to do. He overcame the matrix. He carved a path in the way how to do it in truth, love, and liberty, and don't sacrifice anything else. Don't even act in a beastly way, but go all the way in that mission. And then uh, to this day, over 1.2 billion people on this planet, I actually know 2.2 billion people on this planet. It's almost a third of the world worship him today. They have this connection or at least this understanding of him. It's like that. You guys talk influencer. That's an influencer, <laughs> yeah. right? That's kingdom influence. That's, that's eternal kingdom influence that we can't even measure. So, you know, I look at that. And I'm like, man, I see that truth, love, and liberty wins. No matter how much the beast system and these evil empires try and wage war on God and utilize their structures and attack on us to try and, you know, get to, get to him. It won't end well for any of them. And it's not because God ends it like that. It's because they can't even stand in his holy righteousness. They burn in eternal flames because not of because he does it to them. It's because what they carry within them. That's why when Christ was getting whipped, dragging his cross and all, all naked and, you know, ribcage showing and spat on and slandered, he looks to the heavens and says, Father, forgive them for they do not know. What that means is he's like, he looked beyond that. That was his mission, even further beyond it throughout all of humanity and love and says, forgive them for they do not know, which meant, they don't, which meant they don't know the consequences that will come upon them because of the sin, that, the violation of their own purpose that they live in. To stand before the holy of all holies, you would drop to your knees and there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's what that whole lion around you know, hell is. If God is a God of love and we get to choose to be with him, he's not forcing us. We have free will. If we choose at the end of this all to go, I don't want to hang with God. 
because I'm spiritually blinded to it, because I'm not open to it, because I deny it without even investigating and reasoning and connecting and practicing and looking at the way to look at it in relationship. And I go, no, nah, I don't want to be with God. What do you think by default your experience would be if love has now left the building? Mm. By default, that would be hell because what opposes love would be considered as we would know it as hell. And that's mm. what he warns us about. Don't make that decision. Knock on the door and I will open it. You can come in and eat with me. That's what, that's what Christ says. Satan, the enemy of our soul, which is operating right now in this bribery, coercion, shaming, guilting, division-based system, is trying to force us, trying to force us to believe in the system, to worship with our mind and to agree with the hand, which is the mark of the mark on the forehead and the hand. That's the mark of the beast. It's not, it could be a chip and all those things could come along, but it's not that. Christ is not superficial. He looks deeper into the character of who you are. He cares about your soul. And this is what this is. Right now, we're going through a battle of your soul. And we're all being tested on many levels. There'll be test after test. And God ultimately holds the reins. And if he says is enough is enough, then it's enough. Satan has always tried to speed up or slow down God's plans, and he's never been able to do it. God has a final say. The eternal word abides forever. So powerful. I love that you ended with that. And thank you for sharing that and thank you for all your time and sharing so much of you know like your soul and your light and everything you're doing i truly love it i know there's so much more alignment here i look forward to getting to do more together tell us where we can find you follow you and what is coming up next that they can look for yeah thank you uh so you can head over to at i am joel brown on instagram um if you want to know a bit more about what's going on with this whole you know pandemic and um how to detox from the shot uh also just what's happening on a cellular level i interviewed dr robert young this guy's incredible forever he's tony robbins doctor for over 40 something years he studied blood um viruses he studied alkalining the the blood in itself he's got a hugely successful diet that's that's cured thousands of people from cancer and all sorts of problems um he studies EMF waves. He's a guy that found out about the cellular waves from the cell phones and how it damages your brain and affects your body. This guy's an OG. He's been in the game for 40 some years. Big Pharma hates him. They try and throw him under the bus. They come after him all the time. They make trash articles about him and try and take him to court. And he, he beats it every time. He's got God on his side. He's doing natural healing. And so I interviewed him and we split it into two parts and it was so good. Just all the lies around COVID, um, like what's really going on in the body, how there's mass intoxication, that there is no actual virus. He breaks all, he can show evidence for all of this visual evidence. You will see it on the interview. So yeah, hit me up at, at I am Joel Brown. Just tell me that you listened to this interview with Ali and jump in. I've got my telegram group as well. We've got detox protocols. We've got legal agreements and things that you can go into legal documents to be able to save your ass for this mandates that are coming into play in different parts of the world. We've got solutions for coming off the grid, um, decentralizing, uh, awesome new tech that's coming out to just give you more sovereignty. I, I'm very much about the solutions. You know, we can whinge about how, how tough it is at times, but we also need solutions, you know, reveal the truth, that's but right. also bring solutions. So yeah, that's where you can find me. All right. Amazing. Well, guys, everything will be the show notes. I, I'll link also, you'll have to send me the link to the uh, 
Dr. Young show so I can put it also in the show yeah. notes. They can go listen to it. I'll put that there for you guys too. And Joel, thank you so much for being a light and a force during this time. And guys, there was so much gold. So I hope you are listening and writing things down. But if there's anything you got out of this, it's to truly show up as yourself, authentically you as you are, you know, part of God's creation and step into that light and that higher consciousness because you deserve to be there. We all do. So thank you so much, Joel. I so appreciate you. Thank you. Big love, Ali. I appreciate you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.